Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills. This is the Bills Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now, here's your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Bills Wire editor, Nick Woten. Welcome into the Bills Wire podcast. Find us on Spotify, Apple, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button for us. This is this is the only place to be to find out what Bills fans are mad at Nick about on Twitter. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that, Nick. We'll get to that. Uh, of course. But here's my, uh, here's my opening question for you here coming off this win over the Dolphins. And it's like, you can't be mad about this win over the Dolphins. Like, I know it wasn't the prettiest thing in the world. You know, the Bills, they only scored three points in the first half and didn't have a lot of yards. The offense was struggling again. and But still, man, this is the NFL. It's a division game. We talked about it last week. You're not going to just destroy a team for eight straight quarters. Like, you know, you're not just going to beat the Dolphins 70 to nothing. Like, it's going to be... It's going to be a game. It's a division opponent that knows you pretty well, and you still held the Dolphins to 11 points. You didn't turn the ball over. You still won by 15. You didn't score 30, but you did outscore them 23 to 8 in the second half, right? So, like, what's not to like about this win? Why are people unhappy about it? Yeah, I think it's just, um, I don't want to say what have you done for me lately type thing, but it's like just looking at it through the scope of, like, the last three times the Bills have played the Dolphins, and it just went all Bills, all pedal, you know, all gas, no breaks or whatever that how the Jets have that written on their wall for some reason at MetLife. I, I don't know why. I noticed that last week when they are upsetting the Bengals. But anyways, uh, the Bills have been uh, all, all gas, no breaks against the Dolphins. And it's like, yeah, you know, I mean, this this might, for me, you know, don't, don't no reason to be upset to answer your question, Ryan. I mean, it, it, what is this then? You know, 16 quarters against the Dolphins and they destroyed them for 14. Like, yeah. it's, it's going to be okay. Um, but uh, anyways, um, to answer, I, I, I said in our season preview, I believe, on our podcast, or at least I wrote it at BillsWire.com, that I can't see them sweeping the division again because it just it's so hard to do. Like, even with the Patriots with Tom Brady, would still, like, falter to the Dolphins or, like, stumble against someone in the division. They wouldn't no go. They wouldn't win every single game for two, three years in a row. But maybe this was, like, the half a game that the Bills were going to lose and, like, not do well in in the division. We still have the Patriots. I don't want to get too far ahead. We still have some, some games to go in, in the AFC East for sure. But uh, it, it's maybe this was the stumbling block that like maybe I was predicting a little bit. Like it's not to your point too, Ryan. It's not just me predicting this. It's never going to go that simple in the division. This is why when I'm getting way ahead of myself, because we haven't got to our, our gambling segment yet. But, uh, oh, we'll get there. But, uh, That's my favorite this part. This is why I, I, I'm always afraid of, of betting division games. Cause I'm like, I just don't know what's going to happen in this game. Like, there's always a little lingering division feeling, and that's what happens. That's well, what happens. No reason to be upset. I mean, I, I, I would say I'd defend anyone in their power rankings who didn't throw the Bills up into the top five. This well, well this, is where I'm going. <laughs> this is where I'm going next. But, you know, so, yeah, I mean, it, it didn't feel like they blew out the Dolphins, but they still covered. They were 14-point favorites. They won by 15. They still covered. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't a gorgeous win, but it was still a good win. And you got Josh Allen making plays at the end of the game. I mean, Josh Allen. Now a big favorite on the Typico app for league MVP at plus 240. So I don't know. The Bills are fine, and I don't know how some analysts out there move every team up who won. It, it seems like every single team that won moved up in the rankings. Even teams on a buy seem to move up. But the Bills, yes. the poor Bills, still at number seven. So what's your problem with your Bills? After crushing a division I, opponent, they're still at number seven for you. I know. It's just, it's so... It's been it, it it's it's so tough to to 
leave them there. And I, I promise you, I know I have no proof in the pudding in this. I, at one point, I did have the Bills move up to number six, and I had the Titans actually drop. But I was like, you know, I just got done writing that the Saints should still move up despite injuries that happened with Jameis. Uh, I, at first, I had them, you know, kind of standing pat. Of course, I'm like, they just beat the Bucks. I got to move them up. So then as soon as I wrote that, if you see where I'm going, I kind of convinced myself that the Titans also, like, I can't drop them even though, like, they lost Derrick Henry. Like, they still won a game. So I kind of just surmised that the Bills are going to be moving up in power rankings over the very near future. Um, they certainly didn't move down uh, at all in anyone's book. But uh, – and it was this, the, the, the losing ahead of them, too, was kind of the thing. I mean, the Cardinals lost, but then they lost to the Packers, who I got them now number one. I know you're not the biggest fan of that, Ryan, but just comparing my power rankings before, that's number one losing to, like, it was number three. So it's like you can't knock the Cardinals losing to, you know, a, a terrible team. They, they lost to a pretty good team. Then the Bucks I moved, moved, moved down as well. Um, you know, they, they, they just seem to have their trouble with, you know, New Orleans in the Superdome and, they moved down a place or two, and I just, you know, I just feel like, you know, I don't want to predict anything in the future, but I feel like some injuries ahead of the Bills on my current power rankings, they're going to get moved up a little bit, and I, I could have, I could have sworn at least the Cowboys would have dropped down, but classic Kirk Cousins on prime time, you know, you yeah, can't, you, you, can't ever, oh, can't God. ever count that out. He is so <laughs> bad, like he can't even throw it downfield. It's so bad. But no, no. I mean, you know, you know me. I got the Bills at eight and two right now. I've already given them the wins over Jaguars, yeah. Jets, and Colts. So I'm going into that stretch where it's uh, uh, Saints, Pats, Bucks. That three game stretch. I have the Bills going into that stretch at eight and two, and I've already preemptively moved them up my list. So we just gotta wait. We gotta patiently wait for Nick to get there. You'll get there. Yes, now. yes, I agree. I think we're we're gonna cross path cross path yeah, soon, Ryan. Yeah. But I, I think you're a little bit ahead of me, and I'm agreeing that you're right to be ahead of me because I'm predicting the same thing that you right, are. Right. I promise, Bills fam. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, so, I'm just waiting. Part. I'm yeah, waiting so for Nick's it. waiting to move his bills up the list and they'll, they'll move up but the Packers I'm fine with the Packers it's just like I'm just annoyed because Packers Twitter cannot get Tom Brady's name out of their mouth like Aaron Rodgers has a great day all we do is sing his praises on that next you know that that Friday right after the Thursday night win sure, over Arizona yeah, yeah. all we do is sing Rodgers praises oh he's great what an amazing performance and they still have to say well Tom Brady wouldn't have been able to do that it's like what are you talking about Tom Brady wouldn't have been able to do that like why did Packers Twitter have to do that so that's why I'm not uh, on the Packers. That's just me being just out on on Packers Twitter. They're being so soft. Yeah. Uh, see, see, we all got our we all got our biases here. Yeah, 100%. I'm mine's. You know, I, I think the Bills are just going to move up soon. I just didn't move them up yet, but <laughs> it'll happen. It'll happen. I think. I'm. I have a little bit of faith, even though sometimes it doesn't seem like it on Twitter. <laughs> that's a. It's a. That's a tough chore that you do for Touchdown Wire, doing the rankings every Tuesday. Um, it's very political. And, uh, you know, we don't like to get too political on the podcast, but uh, I do. I will say this, Nick. Uh, Cole Beasley, since he deactivated his Twitter account, has had back-to-back monster games, 22 targets in the last two games, 17 catches, 198 yards, and a touchdown. Um, I like this Cole Beasley way better than the guy who's obsessed with arguing with people on Twitter. Like, I, I think since he's deleted the social media thing, got off the uh, the computer and started playing football again, I like this version of Cole Beasley. Like, this is what I want to see. Yeah, I mean, in the past, too, he said... And he, had, he had a good couple seasons with the Bills. He had all pro year last year. I think he was second team, I believe. Um, but uh, or second or third, I don't know. I think they only go second team, right? That's me thinking out loud. But yeah, he was yeah. not a first team because Stefan Diggs was the Bills' first right, ever right, right, all right. first first team all pro wide receiver. But anyways, yeah, he he should have had a thousand yards last year. He's had a good couple seasons, and Paul has even said that he kind of. Over the last couple of years, he, he didn't focus on those things and kind of just went about his life. And uh, he certainly, I think, will agree. 
uh, even if Cole's listening to this, that uh, he got a little distracted uh, over the last couple months. And uh, I think a lot of us did. So, you know, you can't blame the guy. He is human. Uh, you, you say, you know, be professional, yada, yada, yada. I mean, he's, you know, around my age. So, you know, I know sometimes I can be prone to, to, to doing some things without thinking and wishing I didn't do it. And uh, we all can really at any point in life, right? So I think Cole smartly got himself back on track. And uh, to your point, he is doing great for my fantasy team right now. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah he's uh, it, the Bills really kudos to Cole Beasley for, for having a good game last week. Uh, I mean, you, you look at the Dolphins defense and you, on paper, a lot of a lot of people thought they'd be better uh, because of their defense and maybe because of their defensive backs. So in a game like that, when, when you got some some good outside cornerbacks for the for the Dolphins and it's not to say that Stefan Diggs was overwhelmed, but Manuel Sanders didn't have a catch in that game but uh yeah it's kind of kind of almost you know i don't want to simplify it or make it sound like uh brian dable uh you know made his job harder than he needs to but uh brian dable to his credit actually came out in the second half and said all right colby Beasley show second half and uh it worked <laughs> it beyond worked uh, over 100 yards for the first time this year i mean maybe asterisk there i think he had 98 yards earlier in the year so basically it was there but yeah colby Beasley reliable as ever Maybe a little bit more strength in his fingers on the football without it being on the Twitter machine. I, guess. I don't <laughs> that's know, great, right? It's a great point. Life's just better when you have your slot receiver and his head screwed on <laughs> yeah. and we're playing football again. So, yeah, it's like, a, what do you say? Is the weight's been lifted off his shoulders since he deactivated his Twitter account? Thank, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who could have predicted that goal? Uh, so there it is. So, <laughs> yeah. so that's our X's and O's part of the segment, Nick, because it's hard to get into the X's and O's thing when you're playing a really bad Dolphins team, and then you got the Jaguars this week, and you get the freaking Jets after that. So it's hard to do a lot of X's and O's. So I tease this. What did Nick do to make Bill's Twitter mad this time? Let's let's do that. That'll be just like a new <laughs> weekly segment. We'll get into that all coming up next. This is the typical sports book fantasy minute. Let's make this interesting. Interesting. Corey Benini of TheHuddle.com here to talk to you about strong plays for Week 9 of the fantasy football season. We're back to four teams on a bye, so we might have to dig a little deeper than usual. Quarterback Tua Tonga-Vailoa versus the Houston Texans. Houston is tied for the fifth most fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks in 2021. Six passers have gone for at least 21.7 fantasy points, including Trevor Lawrence, Baker Mayfield, and Sam Darnold. Not exactly world beaters. Tua can play loose knowing he doesn't have to worry about the Deshaun Watson trade looming over. Wide receiver Devontae Parker came back and looked pretty good. And with a limited pass rush, there's also another thing he doesn't have to worry about. He makes for a sound bye week or injury fill-in. New York Giants running back Devontae Booker versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Presuming Saquon Barkley doesn't return as he's still dealing with an ankle injury and also landed on the COVID list this week, Booker will face his former employer in week 9. The Raiders return from their bye week with a defense that has given up the 6th most rushing yards per game in the last 5 weeks, and 3 times in those 4 previous games, a running back went into the end zone with the ball in his hands. Toss in a pair of receiving scores, and we're looking at a slightly better than favorable matchup scenario for the versatile Booker. The six-year veteran has produced double-digit PPR points in four straight contests. Lock him in as long as Barkley is out. Wide receiver Jarvis Landry, Cleveland Browns at Cincinnati Bengals. Head coach Kevin Stefanski said Odell Beckham Jr. ostensibly has been kicked off the team, which makes Landry the de facto number one receiver. In a way, he kind of was already he and quarterback Baker Mayfield always had better chemistry than Mayfield did with OBJ. Since week three, wide receivers have recorded the fifth most receptions for the ninth most yards per game against the Bengals. Over the course of 2021, in eight games, a dozen receivers have at least five catches to their name, and a matching 12 wideouts have 10-plus PPR points against his defense, and only five of those guys have found the end zone. Landry should be a PPR monster in this one. 
Tight end Jared Cook at Philadelphia Eagles. Quarterback Justin Herbert has two great wide receivers and an awesome pass-catching running back at his disposal, making Cook hard to count on on a weekly basis in fantasy football. Both of his receiving touchdowns this year have come in the last four weeks, which is a plus. In the last five weeks, the Eagles have given up more volume than all but three teams, and one in nine receptions has found the end zone. That's the 11th highest rate. Anyone playing Cook should be hoping for a touchdown, and four times in the last five games against this defense, a tight end has done just that. For more fantasy football news and advice, please check out the award-winning content at thehuddle.com. That was your typical sportsbook fantasy minute. Win your fantasy football league with thehuddle.com and use them to dominate player prop bets at Typico Sportsbook. For a limited time, new Typico Sportsbook users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See Tipico.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. All right, Nick, as I said, as we're kind of cleaning up against terrible competition these next few weeks, uh, at least you know how to push the buttons of uh, Bill's Twitter and get them <laughs> to gang up on you and just get them get them into a frenzy. Uh, so I'm yeah, just gonna, I'll yeah. just read the tweet and let you uh, respond because, man, I, I think people <laughs> people say they're they're deleting Bill's Wire. I don't know if you can delete Bill's Wire off your computer. You know, you can might maybe delete their <laughs> off your browser or something. But Bill Bill's fans are like they're never going to Bill's Wire again because you said this. So Nick says Bill's fans calling their team the quote only New York team to poke fun at the Jets and Giants while completely ignoring the fact that the Bills also do not play any games in Buffalo still remains one of the world's most unsolvable mysteries. Uh, so this is your tweet, Nick. You probably knew as soon as you you, you uh, sent it that uh, that a storm was coming, and, yes. and boy, it was. I was uh, watching, laughing hysterically on my phone on my couch, watching Bills fans come at you over this. Man, you know how to push their buttons, and uh, Bills fans do not like you uh, saying that. <laughs> Basically, what what they don't like is that you're not you're refusing to call Orchard Park a suburb of Buffalo. So you got to answer for this. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally get where Bills fans are going, and I totally know the sentiment, but technically all I was doing was just pointing out a fact. I was <laughs> doing nothing other than that. The, the, the basis of the, the, the joke, which I think is, of course, a little, a little you know, low-hanging fruit-ish. <laughs> it's like, okay, the, the Jets and Giants don't play in New York. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, well, the Bills don't play in Buffalo. They play in Orchard Park. That is all I pointed out. I, I, I mean, it's just a little bit of, of an unsolvable mystery. And, you know, sometimes you just see something tweeted out there so many times for, you know, the likes and the the retweets and the, the everything, Ryan. And, um, you know, me, just Mr. Post my power rankings and leave it alone. But I just couldn't help myself. And I get it. I get it, Bills fans. I, I It's just like. I think the most amusing part was how serious people thought I was. Like, I get to joke, everyone. I'm from I'm from Buffalo. I'm from Niagara <laughs> Falls. I get it. I get it. I know where you're going with it. It's a completely different state. I'm like, oh, oh man. It was just – and my favorite part was, like, people were going, ratioed, ratioed. And I was like – I mean, and you know me, Ryan. It's like, you know I'm sitting on the other side of that computer screen just laughing about it. Like, yeah. this is what I wanted. Like, I liked how people were, people were sending you the address of the stadium. Like, I thought that was kind of yeah. fun. Yeah, it's like, what? I was like, uh, and Bills, I'll give it to them. They did get, they did give a couple, you know, good, good ones back. They did give a couple good ones back. They're, they're very prideful people. I know that. I'm, I am one of them. But uh, <laughs> it's just, it's all I was doing was just pointing out, you know, that's exactly. It, it is technically, you know, not in Buffalo. So, I mean, just take the even lower hanging fruit. 
your New York football team suck and we're good. You couldn't say it for like 20 years. Just go for that one, guys. Just go for it. What are they going to say back to it? No, we're, we're good. Yeah, not. it's so true because listen not... to our last segment. You have the, <laughs> the, the odds on favorite to an MVP in the NFL, guys. Oh, yeah. Come on. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and I think you're the odds on favorite on Tipico to win the Super Bowl, too. I think the Bills are are the team. And, and yeah. it's not just the fans either, though. It's like the Bills official Twitter account or their official social media account. will they'll comment on posts. Like if there's a post out there about how bad the Giants and Jets are, it's like, oh, man, things sure are bad for the New York football teams. The Bills Twitter will be like, except for us, winky face, right? Like, that yeah. always happens. Yeah, I, it's with the, with the Bills verbatim, if you're going to say, you know, they're not the only New York teams, fine. But saying the only one, it's like, come on. It's like, go look around New York City. Where the hell are they going to put? The Bills can't even put a stadium. They're building a stadium study right now that says the Bills cannot feasibly put a stadium in downtown Buffalo. Where the hell are they going to put it in Manhattan? Like, nowhere. There's no. There's nowhere to put it down here other than New Jersey. It's the only place around here where there's nothing. Unless I don't know. You want to go to like Staten Island or something? Like it's basically like the sixth borough in denial, anyways, in, in New Jersey. So it's like you know, almost New York. So it's like Buffalo's or Orchard Park's almost Buffalo. Like that's all <laughs> we were pointing out, Ryan. That's all we were doing. Well, and I'm just having fun. I sincerely, uh, I will say, for anyone who's mad, I apologize, but I was sincere when I said, I, I, I had to mute the tweet because I had so many people coming at me. And <laughs> no, I was, it, was, it was great. And I was going to box you ball, and I said, I have box you ball, I am in a league, that's true. And I said, go Bills, also true. So I was just being sarcastic and a jerk on that part. I did have box you ball and go Bills. Come on, guys, I do pull for them, but I just was pointing that one little thing out. That's all. <laughs> that is all. Yeah, it, it's it's hilarious. And, you know, it's... From a fan perspective, Bills fans, like uh, the experience of going to Orchard Park to watch a football game and to watch the Bills versus going to MetLife Stadium is like, it's not even close. It's so, and you can, Buffalo and you, so much better. you, Ryan, as a Foxborough Patriots fan, can understand this logic, correct? I can, yeah, no. The, the Patriots <laughs> play somewhere in Foxborough and freaking Rhode Island, right? Yeah. It's, it's, oh, wait, wait, no, it's, it's basically, it's Massachusetts, but it's basically Rhode Island that they play. Yeah. It's nowhere close to Boston. And yeah, you're right. Every Sunday night game, Nick, they'll be showing the blimp shots of Boston. But the game is like yeah. an hour and a half away from Boston in Foxborough yeah. on some random yeah. Route 1, some random freaking place in the middle of nowhere that Robert Kraft yeah. built a big shopping mall around. Yeah, there's no it's, doubt. Same thing. I don't know. You know, yeah, it's, it, there's, there are many teams. Like, the, I got the Arlington Cowboys shot at me several times, yeah, too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. But Bills, you know, they want their, they, they want to have their cake and eat it, too. You know what I mean? Like, they want to be able to make fun of other teams for not being in the city that they're at. But, you know. Well, I'm, I'm all for making fun of the Jets and the Giants. Yeah, there's not, not sure, two franchises sure. I detest more than those two as a Patriots yeah. fan. Uh, sure. All right, so I mean that that's a new that was a new low for us that segment, <laughs> but it was uh, it was great. So here's here's a serious question. So Good Morning Football had a report this morning that Brandon Bean and the Bills were at least interested or in on Vaughn Miller. They were trying to they were looking into getting that guy. He you know turned 32 in March, final year of his contract, and the Broncos are basically paying uh, you know his entire salary. They're paying nine million of his nine point seven million remaining. He ends up going to the Rams, of course, the big blockbuster deal, other than Zach Ertz, I guess, at the deadline this year. Uh, but the Bills were in on it. I didn't think Edge was a was a place the Bills would need to be shopping. But I guess if you got a chance to get Von Miller for a pick, then it, it, I guess you feel that call, right, Nick? But what do you think about that? Von Miller to the Bills was at least uh, something that Brandon Bean was in on. Yeah, very interesting. Um, it, both surprising and unsurprising in the same sense because you kind of hear Brandon Bean making 
kind of moves and in inquiring about anyone. And um, for as much as I always, you know, uh, like to pick on uh, Sean McDermott for just, you know, kind of lying to us about stuff, uh, I usually find Brandon Bean to be very candid, uh, maybe not 100% of the time. But I think what he says that he's looking into anything. He is looking into anything. And if you can add a guy who's Von Miller, who I, right there, you know the explanation of who Von Miller is yeah. by his name. Hall he's of Famer. One of the, yeah, Hall of Famer, one of the best to do it. Um, when you have Super Super Bowl aspirations, I mean, yeah, uh, why not? And I, I, I know it's it's pretty crazy to think that the Bills they have their second round pick right now, Boogie Basham, inactive. Which, by the way, Von Miller, you know, I, I would love to have him over Boogie Basham. That's still not a great look for Boogie Basham if they were really looking for somebody else when Boogie Basham can't get on the field already. But right. that's a whole other topic, anyways. But anyways, um, yeah, you know, I mean, the Bills, they in in one sense they're certainly going for, it. and another one maybe they thought they would appeal to Von Miller in the sense of, you know, Von Miller is not a, a, a spring chicken anymore. You know, he's in Buffalo, he would go in a rotation, uh, yep. play alongside Jerry Hughes. Uh, he wouldn't have to play 100% of the snaps. Maybe that could keep him healthy, keep his motor going, uh, help him still get some stats. I mean, maybe it would make sense for Von Miller, too. Um, but, you know, if I'm Von Miller and I'm lining up next to Aaron Donald now, I'm certainly not mad either. So those are those might be my two teams at the top of the list if I'm Von Miller that I want to get traded to the Rams and the Bills. So, yeah, certainly just, just the MO for the Bills, Ryan. They will look at anything. Uh, I'm surprised by the position as much as you are, but hey, if that was an addition the Bills made, you would not find anyone on, on this end of the phone line mad about it. Whether he ended up in Buffalo, like you said, being more of a rotational, situational kind of guy, or going out in the Rams, which seems like a really good spot for him too, he gets to be like part of something. He doesn't have to be, he was the Broncos, right? He was the face of the franchise, the guy that everyone wants to hear talk after the game. Like nobody cares about what Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater has to say, right? It was all Vaughn Miller. He is the guy, the franchise. And that's just not the case in Buffalo or the Rams or, or anything like that. So he gets to kind of like take a deep breath, be the new guy and kind of like you were like you were talking about, just be part of it. And I think that's going to be a refreshing thing for him. So could be a real a good move for the Rams, but they did give up a lot for a 32 year old guy in a contract year, you know? So no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Cam DeSilva, our Rams wire uh, managing editor who traditionally has the least amount of work on draft day and it looks like that is continuing that was, <laughs> yeah, one, of the, yeah. that was one of the first things that a couple of us in slack pointed out was yeah. like oh great cam gets another day off cam, <laughs> cam will be in hawaii <laughs> cam's gonna be yeah. in hawaii like there's just no yeah. draft picks left for the rams yeah uh, yeah yeah that's that's that, that that's, it's almost unfortunate for us because cam does great work he's always on top of everything but also <laughs> it's uh he's so used to the rams just trading away every single pick every single year so i mean i guess that's one way to build a team i mean you know the, the rams i guess are you can argue they're being unique, at least, with the way that they assemble their roster. You can, but I know a lot of people are, are kind of doing the contrarian thing and saying, give them credit, this is a great way to go. And I just think they're kind of spinning the wheel and trying to make up for those terrible contracts they gave Jared Goff and Todd Gurley. They're still just, they're kind of still spinning from that, Nick, and they're just like, whatever, let's trade all the picks because we had to get rid of Jared Goff somehow. We got Matt Stafford. We traded two first-rounders for Stafford just to get rid of Goff in his terrible contract. So we're just let's get rid of all the picks and just go for it right now. This is our best shot. I think it's all spinning off those terrible decisions. So I refuse to give the Rams credit for this strategy. By the way, that's just my little take. <laughs> not a not a big Rams guy. All right, no, all right. I don't like anybody. Are you are you noticing? But the Bills. I do well, like the Bills. You know, I've, that's I picked, true. I do. I, I picked the Bills and and uh, so let's take a quick break, Nick, and try to convince ourselves that this is going to be a good game against the Jaguars. Right? We're going to take a break. We're going to talk through this. We're going to find 
one thing that Jaguars can do that could give the Bills some problems, all right? And we'll do that, and then we'll come back and we'll have a reasonable conversation about this game. Sound good? <laughs> yeah, well, good luck, Todd. All right, we'll be right back. This is the Typical Sportsbook Minute. Let's make this interesting. What's up? This is Jeff Clark from the Bet Slippin' Podcast presented by SportsbookWire.com. I'm here with my handicapping homie, Nathan Beagle, to break down this week's Sunday night football game with the Tennessee Titans visiting the Los Angeles Rams. Our friends at Typico Sportsbook have the Rams favored 7.5. The money lines are Titans plus 280, Rams minus 370 for an outright win. The total is 53.5. I'm on the over 53.5 here because there's more money back in the over, whereas more of the public is back in the under. Also, we have some over-friendly trends for the Titans. They're 8-2 to the over-under in 10 primetime games since 2018. They're also 19-11 to the over-under on the road since then, and 17-12 and towards the over-under as an underdog since 2018. Nate, how do you see the Sunday Night Football game playing out? I'm going with the under. The Rams are number five in QBR and lead the league in sacks. There's going to be no Derrick Henry for the second time in four years. Uh, that's where we're at. I think all that's going to cause the under to hit. That was your typical Sportsbook Minute. For a limited time, new users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See Tipico.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. All right, I can't find a single scenario <laughs> where the Bills struggle <laughs> with this Jags team, right? I mean, if the line is two touchdowns and on Tipico it's 14 and a half on the road, I just look at this and you you have the edge on offense, defense, special teams, coaching, equipment manager, everything. You have the edge everywhere. Like the Jaguars are just um, terrible. Last week, Geno Smith, who all the love and respect to Geno Smith in the world, right? I mean, no problems with Geno Smith, but he's not good. And he completed 20 of 24 passes in a 31-7 win over the Jags last week. So, and he rushed for a touchdown. So what is Josh Allen going to do to this team, right? I mean, if the Bills are a little mad about not being completely on point against the Dolphins, like this is going to be a good game for them to get on, get back on track and kind of run it up. Nick, I think the Bills win this one going away. Don't overthink it. If you're betting this game, I'm definitely backing the Bills at 14 and a half. I think that's a reasonable number. Okay, I'm going to give one little smidge oh, you got of something. hope that the Let's Jaguars go. might have. Do it. Is if James Robinson plays and somehow goes off. That's the only way, because I looked up earlier that he has tied for the league's best yards per attempt, I believe, at okay. 5.5 yards. Okay. Uh, he's ninth in ninth in the league in rushing, and amongst all the top nine, he's the least amount of touches. But I'm going to rain in my own parade. He is day-to-day with foot injury and already hurt from the game <laughs> okay. starts. So, so scratch that. Not scratch looking it. great. Not looking great. But And uh, the best way to neutralize a team's uh, rushing attack other than physically tackling the guy is to have Josh Allen as your quarterback going up against a team that traded their number one cornerback already this year yep. with a rookie who's struggling in the number one spot. And need I say more? I mean, come on. Yeah, you got Stefan Diggs and co. And here's another one. Uh, here's another reason for excitement. Josh Allen versus Josh Allen in this game. Uh, that is a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. I always <laughs> I yeah. go. I, yeah, yeah. I already guess fired off. That's my tweet for the week that uh, Bill's fans, I think, aren't hating me for. But uh, I typed out a little 
first world problem tweets when every single time I'm writing a preview on the Jaguars and I write Josh Allen stats and it goes to the wrong Josh Allen when I'm <laughs> preview this game. I'm like, damn it, wrong guy. But, he would have been a fun uh, guy to trade for. Yeah. That would have been fun. That would have made your job fun in every article. You have to be like, Josh Allen, parentheses, the quarterback. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, getting a little like, uh, you know, me trying to get sneaky with uh, a couple puns and stuff, you know, when I'm trying to kind of trying to put in Josh Allen versus Josh Allen over and over this week. And I think, uh, you know, I, I think I last wrote like the Jaguars that can, you know, uh, affect this, this game with their own Josh Allen. The Bills are going to want to protect their Josh Allen and something with this Josh <laughs> Allen. I just I was like, yeah, I'm going back and forth with Josh Allen, Josh Allen. But yeah, that'll be, that'll be the first time, uh, the last two times, uh, one of our storylines to watch for, you know, things to watch for, blah, 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 ahead of this game, Ryan. It's, uh, you can tell how excited I am already. Um, is uh, first time a Josh Allen versus Josh Allen. First time that's happening. And the last, the last two times these teams actually faced off was Allen's rookie year, I believe. And that's when Jalen Ramsey called him trash. And how far have these two teams come since then? The last time they faced off was the rematch of the wild card game, which was like the worst wild card game in history, where it's like they're like nine to three or something with the final. It's a brutal game. Uh, uh, Terod Taylor was the quarterback still, and uh, they Bills got the rematch. They got the win in the rematch after Ramsey called Allen trash. And, uh, yeah, we haven't seen him in a couple of years since then. Woof, have these two teams gone a different direction since then, huh? Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And, and you know, that's that, I forgot about that. That like the the trash comments, just calling out every receiver. And man, that's where we're at, man. It's the Josh Allen versus Josh Allen thing is that's the most fun storyline going into this game. The Bills are uh, fourteen and a half point favorites, minus. 1100 on the money line on Tipico. Uh, so here's my thing. like You don't overthink it this week. I think in a survivor pool, if you have not picked the Bills like me. Oh, don't do this to me, Ryan. I oh, picked the Bengals Oh, last no. Week. See, I dodged, I dodged that bullet. Oh, uh, yeah. I took I the Rams. You. I took the Rams last week. I was on a three or four bet winning streak on my parlays. And I actually I picked against the Patriots. That lost it for me as well. But I already had lost it at 1 p.m. Because, you know, I'm week eight in. And I'm still in my survivor pool, you know. And I'm going to put my parlay together. I'm going to put my survivor on there. I mean, why not? I'm already rooting for him. Sure. Awesome on there. Yep. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. My survivor pool, 71 people got knocked out on the Bengals. Um, yeah, so, half of mine got half of mine got knocked out too. Not to interrupt you, sorry, but yeah, half, half. It was the last. Crazy. I think we went two or three weeks in a row where nobody got knocked out. Maybe one person got knocked out. Uh, yeah, they picked. I think two weeks ago was it Thursday night? The Broncos lost to the Browns two weeks ago. Yep. I think one person lost that game, and then for the past like three or four weeks, no one's been going down. I'm like, yeah, what's gonna happen here? Is anyone like? Is anyone gonna get knocked out? Boom, I picked the Bengals, and so do like 10 to 15 other people. We oh, all man, you never pick against Case Keenum and to Ernest Johnson. Never, I never, never. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I was going to, yeah. here's where I'm going. If you still have the Bills, you were saving them. And it's it's hard to have the Bills right now because they've had so many easy teams they've played so far this year. Uh, so a lot of yeah. people have used them. I've been saving them, but I'm not going to save them any longer, Nick. They're playing the Jags. I'd rather not use them next week against the Jets. I'd rather just use them against the Jags this week. And I think it's kind of a contrarian pick because – so many people have used the Bills, A, and B. A lot of people are going to take the Colts-Jets on Thursday night. And you know what? I'm staying away from that game. Stop picking against the Jets. They've already knocked off the Titans and the Bengals. In the, they got the refs in their corner, too, helping them out at the end of games, Nick. It's crazy. You know what they say, the god dang Jets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was saying, oh, like 1 of 4 o'clock 
Yeah, I got my two TV set up here. I don't mean to brag, but uh, you know, I just got like a projector on my wall here, and then I got that's my sweet. other TV. And yeah, nice. watching the watching the Bills, watching the Bills. I got the, my corner. It was thirty-one to twenty Bengals. I'm like, here we go. All right, we're gonna over. survive to the four. We're gonna survive. It's over. We're gonna survive to the four p.m. game. And of course, of course, the rest of my parlay. I like I said, lost. Uh, I picked the Chargers against your Patriots. Uh, surprised me, but it didn't matter. I was already out. But I picked the Cowboys too. I knew Jack was out, but I was like. I know these Vikings. Nice I pick. know these Vikings. Nice pick. <laughs> I had them, too. I was like, oh, Nick, get it together. Oh, I, was, I was high on the Patriots <laughs> in that Chargers game. You should have checked with me, man. I'll give you an honest uh, assessment of the next, Patriots. Next time, I'm, get, I'm getting you, I'm hitting you up next time, Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> I, felt, I felt really good about their chances in that one. Um, okay, my last question for, for this week's show on the Bills and, this, and, the, uh, and the line on Tipico here. We've gotten to the point, I think, Nick, that the defense for the Bills are so good that the under is like the most valuable play, right? Like I'm looking at the line at 48 and a half. Like I think you could win this game by double digits and still hit the under because I don't know if the Jaguars are going to score any points because your defense is so good. So I don't know if I'm betting it. It's a tough line, 48 and a half. My, and you know, the bills are so good on offense, but my gut instinct is to, yeah, you know, even if I'm going 14 and a half and I need the bills to score a lot of points to cover that spread, I still think the under 48 and a half is is something I, that's probably where I'd lean. Yeah, you know me. I'm never one to bet the under, but I just uh, I, I can't. I, I why 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 would you go the the over on that? That's way <laughs> yeah. too high. Yeah. I think I saw another game that maybe was like pretty low 40s, and I geez, I can't remember another. Someone maybe as low as like 41 or something like that. Like some crazy low over under that was pretty low, and I was like, how the heck are the Bills all the way up at 48 and a half? Like the Bills could score over 40 points, and the under could still hit. Like, right, right. That was Definitely. my exact thought. I was like, uh, this could be like Eagles last week, 44 to 6 versus the Lions. I was like, this I technically would cover in this sense, but you know where I'm getting at. Like, it's completely destroying the team. I'm like, I just don't see it. And on top of that, the Bills, you mentioned the Bills are the number one scoring offense, the number one scoring defense. Jaguars, I, I, I apologize. I, I was just putting together my last story when you called, Ryan. I know they're bottom four or five in both of those categories. So I so don't bad. know the exact ones. They're so bad. They are. are they are brutal, but turnover differential as well. They are the second worst turnover differential. Uh, they were the worst, uh, except that the Chiefs, uh, I think, somehow floundered just a little enough to like maybe get above them or something or however it went. But they're the second worst in terms of uh, turnover differential. Who's the best? The Bills. They're going to take the ball away from them and keep even less points on the board for the Jaguars. So to me, the under is just uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, 48 this... and a half, I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to bet it, like I said, but I, I've at least – leaning under because I could easily see this being like 35 to 10 and with Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs goofing off on the sideline in the fourth quarter and, and uh, Mitch Trubisky out there playing a little quarterback, right? Like mopping it up. Like th- this could be that, that kind of game. I, I really don't think, unfortunately, Nick, I don't think the Jags are going to give us much of a game. I don't think the bills are going to get a game for a couple weeks here. Maybe that's the thing you can get Bill's Twitter mad about next. You can make fun of them about their easy <laughs> schedule. Maybe that's, that's what another button you can push. Cause fans hate that. Oh, Ryan, you know if there's a way to find it, I will find it. <laughs> you, will. you will. Send me a text. Let me know when it's coming, all right? I, I like to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah to... I'll, shoot, I'll just shoot you the eyeball emoji. And you'll yeah, know what's up. I got a three-week-old baby. I need entertainment. Uh, you know, I got the baby yeah. in one arm, and I got my phone in the other. So uh, I got you. I got yeah. you. Bill's Twitter, who's listening to this, no, it's just all in good fun, but yeah. don't tell the rest of them. Yeah. Leave some fun for us. Yeah, if you're still <laughs> listening to this, we, we really appreciate you. Thanks for sticking on. Make sure you're a subscriber for us. And uh, for Nick, I'm Ryan O'Leary. We'll catch you all next week. 
This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.